welcome back. Hi. Hi, everyone. Sorry, I totally interrupted. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm excited. Yes, this is Kat. And, uh, and this is Cherry. And you're listening to Keeping It Creepy with uh, Cherry and Kat. <laughs> That's right. Right. And we welcome. are back with our promised Lovecraft analysis for episode two. Yes. Uh, Lovecraft. Titled Whitey on the Moon. <laughs> Which made me really excited because I mean I'm I mean there are a lot of people out there of all colors who just don't have a lot of knowledge of like old like black entertainment or art or whatever because you know we live in America and it's very white centric anyway but um when I saw the title Whitey on the Moon I immediately thought about the song because I had heard it a handful of times I graduated from a an, an HBCU historically black college university Spelman College so like my entire bachelor's edu degree education as an English major was very black except for the like three British literature classes I had to take <laughs> so everything else was very black centric so I had heard that song several times and so the whole episode I was like are they gonna play it are they gonna play it are they gonna play it and then they played it and I was I was pumped I like exploded it was great <laughs> and I who went to a very white university <laughs> had a very white English major <laughs> and, uh, education had never heard of it before but I looked it up as soon as I heard it and realized uh -huh. what it was oh it's poetry and then I looked up the whole history of it and and read up yeah. on it as soon as it was over so that was it was like a nice uh extra thing that I got to learn from from the episode yeah and I'm gonna go ahead and say this I don't know that we could do a spoiler free synopsis no we can't and at this point, it's it's episode two. So, like, you're either watching Lovecraft Country or you're not. Yeah, really. <laughs> if you haven't seen episode two, then, you know, pause this and go watch it. Because it's and so good. Come back. Because it's so good. Right. And there, I don't, I don't, we're not going to do, I'm not going to do a spoiler free. We did spoiler free for episode one. Yeah. That's all you get. This is also the first series we're ever doing, we're ever doing, or like TV show. Yeah, piece by piece, for sure. Piece by piece, right. So you're watching so. it with us. Hopefully you already saw it. All right. <laughs> um, do you want to start, Kat? Um, sure. I don't know. I'm looking at my stream of consciousness notes, as always. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> I loved the opening sequence with the, the clothes and the books and, and everyone oh, it was having so... this cute, happy, moving on up moment. It was so good because of right, the Jefferson's theme in the background. Oh, it was perfect. And I even loved that Letty was singing the song, moving on up. Like, I don't, I feel like that's an anachronism. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I think so. I think, I think it definitely is. I don't think, because I think that song is strictly only like the Jefferson's theme. I don't think it was a song before that. So it's definitely an anachronism that she's singing the song, but I, it was so cute. I love that. And I'm going to try not to say this a thousand times. Like, I've, I've read, the, well, I haven't finished the book. I'm about 70 pages from the end. But I'm way past all this part. And I just thought it was a really good way to introduce that particular part of the text, you know. Because in, in a show, like, they have much less time than they do if you're reading the story. And so, like, I've really been enjoying how they're, like, they're, they're doing the one thing that most things don't do, where they're keeping all the scenes that really matter. Like, you know, a lot of book, a lot of like tra book translations, they take out a whole bunch of stuff that you're like, why didn't they keep that? No, so far they're keeping all the stuff that matters and the things that they change are like, this is the first time I've ever been like, I don't know, the show might be better. Oh, I love like, that. It's rare, but it's, and, and then as a person who loves books, I feel like when I say that, that it 
it really means something. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see if I keep this opinion through the end. But so far, like, I don't know. They're, they're really neck and neck. But yeah, that was a great opening thing. Um, I really love that they skipped the whole exposition of, um, you know, they left off on the last episode with um, the the three tritagonists. Is that how you say it? I know it's Deuteronomy. <laughs> sure. <Tritagonists? laughs> I don't know. Um, the three main characters uh, turning up at this Lovecraft house covered in blood after their monster fight. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then we cut straight to them having spent the night, having had a chance to rest up and take a shower and, and, and kind of get adjusted to their surroundings. And so yep. we didn't have to have that whole excruciating conversation of them, who are you? Well, who are you? And why are you here? Like, we just skipped all of it. And I <laughs> Tell me why I was, I'm here. Where's my father? Like <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited. And they do a little <laughs> recap when they run back into White Boy William, who's... Right. Uh, not the butler, but <laughs> is there. He sure is there. Right. And um, so we get the important gist, which is uh, nobody's answering their questions. They're being real nice, but they're being real suspicious. Those are the, the three mm -hmm. main points that we needed. And I did not need a 25-minute conversation to get me there. And I was like, thank you, Jordan Peele. Thank no, you. No, we, we didn't need a whole lot of, should we trust him? Who's this white man? Nope. It's just, oh, they spent the night. Let's just, let's just move on. We all know, yeah, let's just, let's just get going. Keep it moving. I'll say the pacing for this episode did not feel like an episode two. This felt like an episode four or five. And I, it really that. did. It went by so smoothly and so fast. Like I, it was going by so quickly that I thought it was going to end. I didn't think they were going to get to the ceremony because I'm not like, I wasn't looking at my watch, but I was just like, I feel like a lot has already happened. It hasn't been an hour and it hadn't been, but like, uh, it's so Jordan Peele, man. Uh, <laughs> um, I will say one thing that I really liked about this episode is that um, they've come off of the the fight and they go into the um, house and then afterwards Atticus kind of realizes that the reason that Uncle George and Letty are being so blasé about the whole thing is that they don't actually remember what happened mm -hmm. to them. They just remember the sheriff, that they got away, that they're here and they're safe. So they don't really have that trauma of the whole murdery monster chase in the woods and right. for some reason he's the only one who kind of retains the memory and what i really liked is that this is this tends to be kind of um and that whole joseph campbell hero's journey thing uh sort of like yeah. a, a version <laughs> of the refusal of the call to adventure where your main character is the only one who knows something and everybody acts like they're crazy and i mm -hmm. hate i hate that <laughs> it's obnoxious i know they're not crazy they know they're not crazy. We just go and do this for 20 minutes or an hour or 15 episodes, depending on what it is. No, we're not. Because other than one conversation, which is Letty and Uncle George going, hmm, the car's not as torn up as he said, but I don't know. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. It, that, that was it. I didn't, we didn't yep. have to have this whole huge confrontation. And it just really showed how much the characters trusted each other and mm -hmm. that the that the the writer and the director is not treating the audience like they're stupid like they're just yeah. they're not treating us like we're dumb and i loved that i put that i kind of oh that th them not remembering is it was like similar it kind of it kind of bothered me that they didn't remember the monsters at the at the beginning because i was kind of like i hate that they're treating atticus like he's crazy like i hate i hate that like Especially like he's not like why does he have to be crazy? Why can't they just all be in on it? But it makes 
it's a nod to the book because in the book they they don't see the monsters so there wouldn't be anything for them to remember but what they what none of them remember getting to the house which is also kind of cool because with the opening we don't see them sleeping there if they had a meal if they take if they go to sleep in the book they we see them get to the house and they like talk to William and all of them, and they go in their rooms and they settle. And the next morning, they're all like, how did we get here? Like in the morning, the last thing they remember was the attack in the woods with the sheriff, with the, with the cops. They don't remember walking. They don't remember how meeting William for the first time. They just wake up and they're in this house and they're like, what? Oh, wow. So it kind of, it was kind of similar. I felt like in the show, it was a good way for them to introduce like the magic without slapping us in the face with magic. Yeah. I was adjusted to the fact that this was a magical world by the time it got real magic at the end. Right. Right. Cause you're like, I mean, cause we know that Letty and George, you're like, something's up. There's no reason that they don't. So something's funny without being like, Hey, there's magic. <laughs> um, I really want to see the casting calls that were put out for this show. Okay. Because the real racist characters have like racist mouths. And I don't know how to say this in like a different <laughs> way, but you're laughing because you know what I mean. When that, when that like racist female henchman shows up, I'm like, man, she got a racist mouth. Like just the way she's, <laughs> the way she's. Her, <laughs> her whole know. outfit, her the, the costuming on her, like she just looked like, I mean, you're right though. Like, she was one step from like spitting into a bucket. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, <laughs> but no, yeah, she looked perfect. It was great. It was it was amazing. So even before she starts kind of saying the things that make it like, oh, you're overtly racist and terrible. Yeah, you yeah. could just tell from her fat from her face, from her mouth, that she was going to be a racist <laughs> character. I don't know how else to explain it. <laughs> I don't it. know. It nope. Just, and in case any listeners missed it, her talking to them at the beginning about the dogs and how the dogs are there to keep out animals who break in. Oh, she meant the black folks. That's why she, she said black bears. Black bears. Like she wanted you to know. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretending we're talking about bears. But you can even see it on Uncle George's face. Like mm -hmm. I'm pretending we're talking about bears and the dogs are here to keep out black bears. But the truth is we all know she means she wants to drop a hard G N word. Like she just wants to drop that hard R N word right at them. But maybe they were like, I don't know, it is HBO. Let's keep it a little tame. <laughs> like she wants to, and she doesn't drop the hard R in the book either. But like you could tell she was like, give me one reason. Give me a reason to just drop that hard R N word right there. It was yeah, <laughs> perfect. I, speaking of racist characters, um, this is in my, my stream of conscious notes. I don't know if you watched Scandal, uh, but the man who's playing Samuel Braithwaite, the, the, dad, the father, mm -hmm. was the president in, on Scandal. Oh, who, I thought you um, looked familiar. Why can I not think of her name? I want to call her Olivia Pope. That's, that's what I was thinking, oh, too. Carrie <laughs> Washington, right? That's her, that's her real name. Yes. But yeah, he's the president that, like, Carrie Washington, like, that mo most of the series, like, had the affair with. The whole, like, the scandal that was Scandal. Um, and so it was really funny to me to see him, like, first of all, when he spoke, I, was, I knew who it was. Because his voice, 
is very distinct, especially if you, like me, watch literally every episode of Scandal. Like, I have his voice ingrained in my head. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious because now he's playing a racist white man. Like, this character now would never sleep with Olivia Pope. You know, you know, you know what I mean? Like, or if he did, she would not have volunteered. You know what I mean? Like, mm. <laughs> it's the complete opposite character. It's pretty funny. It was, it was fun for me. Um, but I think he's a good actor too, so I kind of like it. Not to mention how we are introduced to him was yikes. Yeah. Like he's <laughs> just awake while someone cuts out your liver. That's yeah. <laughs> that's that's normal. And Atticus's reaction to that was very underwhelming. Like he I needed him to black react and he didn't. <laughs> He didn't. Maybe, maybe he didn't. He was so shell shocked from his like, I don't know, from his war service or whatever. Since oh yeah, that's bit, true. Yeah, we get a little bit more information about that this time around. Yeah. Um. So I he's seen some things. Yeah, I was. That was only because yeah. you know, Letty and Uncle George wouldn't have been just chilling in the doorway like that. <laughs> <laughs> no the man lecturing you about the Bible while someone cuts his liver out. What do you even? <laughs> what even is this? No, what is this? It I'm was, out. I'm it was it was peak Lovecraftian though. As I was watching, like, oh, this is some, <laughs> <laughs> this is some pretentious yeah. cult horror. There we go. <laughs> right? No, I'm out. I'm out. I'm not watching. Um, this. <laughs> Christina in that scene is like, I had a I had flashbacks to every bored teenage girl playing on her cell phone <laughs> in my English class. While yeah. I was like, what's the theme here? She's like. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what she's doing. Yeah. I mean, she's not playing. She's essentially, but that's how she looked too. Right. Like, all she needed was the phone in her hand. I don't know what she was doing. Right. She'll leave it on that table. Book or something, but just cut, something. Just Photoshop it out, put a phone in. That's, that's my life. That was, that's, that's my life. <laughs> There it is. That's my life. That's about right. That's about to be me next week in a couple of weeks when school starts. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Christina I like that Christina is a woman that's the second character now that was a man in the book and is going oh, to switch to a really? female yes and I realize it's because Misha Green the screenplay writer and maybe director because Jordan Peele's executive producer mm -hmm. or producer so Misha Green is the screenplay writer but, is a, but she's a woman obviously and so it, I mean a black woman also obviously um <laughs> that's what made me look that up i was like misha because misha i've heard misha as a mate as a like a male name before mm -hmm. so i was like i feel like this this writer is a woman and sure enough yeah it's a woman like you took two one sort of minor character who was male and made it female and then you took this other very important character who was male and also made her female and that's like a check i was like great yes i love I it because she matters perfect and so it changed the dynamic between her and like her father a little bit, mm -hmm. but in a good way. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, it, yeah, I thought the, I didn't know that that was a change, but I thought that was a really clever thing because she really is kind of, I mean, you get this whole proxy with her as like white feminism, 
versus like the oppression of minority groups and how she tries mm-hmm. to kind of say, oh, we're the same. And Atticus is like, no, we're not. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> you're, you're mad that daddy doesn't love you. I'm literally getting my life threatened over here. Yeah, and yeah, it's right, not exactly the same. Like. <laughs> uh, her whole, our destinies are open and free, says the wealthy, educated white woman with superpowers was my note. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like a perfect white feminist proxy for racist enablers. I was just like, oh, she yeah. would have voted Trump so hard. Like, <laughs> she would have. When, at the beginning, before the ceremony starts, when she's like, she's like, I've worked my whole life for this and you're getting it just because you were born a man. And he's like, yeah, and a black man at that. Take that, white bitch. <laughs> like, take, take that, you white, white racist. <laughs> Feel extra bad. Feel I extra also, bad. oh man, I want that quote of hers um you know they would never my family would never uh associate with the clan because they're poor because they're poor and that was yeah. the only objection and i was like huh, right. huh. That, that was my husband's reaction he was like oh <laughs> like ow this ouch <laughs> that's that is the only distinction is is the money that's it so she's not claiming that they're different. Oh, we're not like them. Oh, yeah, no, you're exactly like them. You just have money. Okay. <laughs> oh, I have a really odd coincidence. I've been, I listen to um, excruciatingly boring audiobooks um, when I'm cooking. It's just, I don't know. It's only when I'm cooking, I have to listen to like very dry <laughs> British classical music playing in the background. I don't know why. It just, it, it's, it centers me. It keeps <laughs> cutting my own fingers off, I guess. I don't know. Um, but lately, <laughs> <laughs> lately I was listening to like the James Harriet, um, the vet out in, in the country who wrote a bunch of books about being a vet and most mm-hmm. of them are kind of funny and satire, but they're, they're all about the animals and there's a lot of him like delivering calves. And so then we got to that scene where Christina like delivers an eldritch horror out of a cow. And I was like, she's doing it wrong. <laughs> like where did this well, She didn't even soap up. Like, <laughs> that's how you fix a breach. Like, <laughs> did you see it wasn't a cow? Yes, because it was a oh. it was a demon weevil or something. One of those demon, right? Like a demon, whatever those things are. I was like, that's isn't that animal abuse? Where is Peta? <laughs> like, you're making your cows read these weirdo monsters. Oh, yeah. I just thought, then they don't just breed each other? So many questions. Right. <laughs> like, you, don't, you don't just, no? Okay. All right. And you have magic. You can't just be like, <laughs> new slimy monster. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, I like Letty's writing outfit. That was in my notes. Yes. I guess it's I a writing outfit. That is exactly. But, with the, but those fit, really fitted slacks with the boots. I love it. In the book, she wore a, an evening gown because she thought it was pretty, and I hated that because I was like, "There, we, I don't need a woman escaping horror and death in high heels. So thank you, Misha Green, for being a woman and putting a woman in pants and, and sensible shoes to then run and escape death. That's great. Yes. <laughs> I was like, thank you for I that. I appreciated that. It was still <laughs> Men totally don't- in her style. Yeah. It, right, but she had on sensible clothes for the things that were about to take place. 
check mark there. <laughs> another, another way you know the difference between a female and a male writer. Yes. <laughs> female writers don't generally have their characters outrun T-Rexes in high heels. It's just not a thing that they do. Right. Not at all. No. <laughs> Good point. Um, I loved how everyone continuously underestimates how smart the main cast is. <laughs> yeah. Like, doesn't doesn't occur to them to put him in put Uncle George in a room that doesn't have a secret passage. Um, <laughs> right. Was he not gonna figure that out? Doesn't occur to them that they might have some kind of a code or be smart enough to not talk about all of their plans where they can be overheard. <laughs> right. Just constantly <laughs> underestimated. And <laughs> no, that conversation at the table outside of that first meal when like Atticus is flipping out because they don't remember the monsters and George is like, we're being watched you need to sit down. And then, and then Atticus, you can still tell, Atticus is still at 100, but he's like, my, I got my back to this window so they can't see my face and we're all going to talk <laughs> and we're going to make, we're going to smile and we're going to react as if we're appropriately discussing while we argue about the fact that y'all think I'm crazy. But I was like, that is, I, want, I can't count the number of times I've been like, it's too many white people in here. I need y'all to act right. And everybody goes, oh, you right, our bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice at the lunch scene that Letty rings the bell for the butler, but she never tells him what he wa- what she wants. He just shows nope. up with it. But he just and I was like, <gasps> yeah. And I was like, did did they not? Because cause Letty just says thank you, and I'm like, girl. You did not ask that man for salt and pepper. You said it. You said it to Atticus and George, and this man showed up with salt no one thinks that's weird <laughs> she was just like oh thanks and I was like girl don't put that on your food it might be poison like, I don't know. no <laughs> nope she didn't she didn't notice I noticed I was weirded out again I needed her to black react and she didn't but you know what if they did there wouldn't be a show right. they she wouldn't was, have a show I guess was talking mess about monsters and she was like what so I, I'm gonna give it to her she generally that's true was on her P's and Q's. Um, <laughs> the, oh, when Uncle George moves to sit at the main table, I was like, <gasps> <laughs> like in mid speech for why everybody has to listen to Atticus, but he just is kind of like, I sit here now. And I yep. was mm. so good. <laughs> right. No, you white men can take it. That was really good. That was a good scene. I, uh, I was looking forward to seeing that in real life or like not in real life, but like in the show, because mm-hmm. I'm reading this book very quickly. And like, that was so good. in when he, he's like, as a son, as the, like the head, the top sons of sons, all y'all get out. <laughs> like, and just that, like, I really wanted to see that, that just like that reaction, like what, you know, that whole, I'm not going to be the first one to get up. Because they all knew they had to go because they all knew that he was right, that Atticus had the right to do that. They had to listen to him, but they were all sitting there like, well, I'm not going to be the first one. As if like being the first one makes you a punk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, I'm, I'm not going to be the first one. Because as then soon as one like, of them get up, they all get up. Right. Then they all, right. They all got to get up, but no one wants to be the first one. Because then that means you're admitting that this Negro has the right to put you out of the room. I was a little sad. I wanted it to be almost exactly the same because in the show in the book they haven't been served a piece of his liver they've been served like their dinner 
So before they get to take the first bite, he's like, get out. And so then it's like, so not only are they angry that this black man is putting them out, but they're also angry because like they've been waiting around for dinner and their food is here in front of them and they can't eat it. They have to leave their plates at the table. And so like, it just made them even angrier. (laughs) And he can't take your food. Get out. It's a nice, yeah, it's a nice foil for episode one where they couldn't eat in the diner. Oh, yes. Yes, it is. So they got chased out <laughs> before they could eat in the diner, and he gets to chase them out before they get to eat in the, uh, in the, in the fancy house. Yep. So good. Oops. I like that actor. I never remember his name. Atticus is actor. Oh, yeah. Uh, Majors. Majors. Jonathan. Majors. Majors. Jonathan Majors. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to remember that man. Extra good this episode. <laughs> he really is. I also enjoy that he's, like, handsome without being, like, super handsome. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he's not, like, you. he's not, like, necessarily, like, magazine model. But he's a very attractive guy. Yes. Like, and I, he's got I, a I appreciate great build. That. But he yeah. has, like, a relatable face. Yes. Like, a, a, like, right, like, you can see him in, like, a regular, as a regular person. I like that. Look at it, reading my notes. Uh, it took me a second to figure out who Uncle George was dancing with. Yeah. Because we don't actually ever see Atticus's mom, except that one picture of her as a teenager where her face is blurred. Right. Exactly. And so we know it's not his wife, because we met his wife in episode one. Yes. But then it's like... Is she just, I mean, it's like, because clearly she's not just going to be like any random woman that he, in his past, she's got to be significant. So yeah, I, I didn't put it together until when, until um, he and Montrose, uh, when he, when he thought he, when he was like dying and he was in the bed and he like wanted to talk about how, he mentioned how Atticus might not be Montrose's son. That's when I put it together. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that woman. Oh, yes. oh snap. Yeah. That's that's when I was like a hundred percent on it. Um, let's see. Yes, uh, and then then we and then we get to the ceremony. So you know he's they they, they it seems like they're going to get away. They don't get away. Mm. They drag back to the mansion. The final confrontation. If he goes through with the ceremony, then uh, theoretically, they're the cult's going to let his his friends and family go. Allegedly. Allegedly, um, but he that that ceremony. I thought was really well done because of the of the music and yes white uh, <laughs> it just it fits so well it was like yeah they have all these horrible things happening to them and all these like day-to-day struggles and you are so advanced that you're like summoning demons and like this yeah. is the you as opposed to people who just scrape to like live their own lives so, ooh, right these look. all these rich white men literally they have so much money that they're not worried about like where the next meal is going to come from or keeping a roof over their heads. They've been, their whole lives have been focused on whatever this mission is with creation and, and God and Adam and Eve and, but they have time. They have so much money. They have time. So like these black people are struggling, but Whitey's on the moon. <laughs> or in this case, like Whitey's in Cthulhu's dimension or whatever. <laughs> right. But, right. But Whitey, but Whitey has magic. Like, yes. like, like that's, that's the that's the comparison here. It was so good. Oh, I um let me see. I'm reading my notes. So the ceremony 
again, another place where I think the show was better because this ceremony is, the way this ceremony ends is significantly different than the book, but so much, as a Black woman, so much of a better choice. Mm. Um, The fact that Atticus, it's not Atticus who necessarily does anything to like break himself out of it and essentially kill all those white men in the room with him. But it's the, his ancestor, the woman, who, Hannah, Hannah, right? That's her name? Mm-hmm. Who escaped, who was the only living survivor from the first time when Titus Braithwaite tried to do the same ceremony. In the book, it was not, in the book, she wasn't there. In the book, Christina's character, who is a guy, actually, like, finds a way to slip Atticus this piece of paper. And he's like, when, when these words make sense, say them out loud. And so, like, during this ceremony, Atticus gets, becomes able to, like, you heard that, like, chanting they were doing Mm -hmm. and how it was, like, a different language. It's supposed to be, like, the language of Adam. And so, at some point during the ceremony, Atticus can read the paper, like, it makes sense to him, and he says the words out loud, and the same thing happens. Everything blows up and the guys turn to dust or whatever. But essentially, it's that white man who saved him. I don't like that. No, because in the mo- in the show, so much better. It's this black woman who's like, Haha, take that white man. Like, yes, like I've been was- waiting for the, for the next dumb white dude who was going to do this same thing. I've just been chilling in this pocket dimension, waiting for you to, to come back, and then I could just smack you back where you're supposed to go. And this is my ancestor. I'll show him the way to out. But y'all, y'all are screwed. Right, right. She was I like, hey, oh, the door's open. Oh, hey, ancestor. Hey, great, great, great grandson. I just wanted to help you out. Let's, I'm going to kill all these white folks out first real quick, and then I'm going to get you out. Just dust. Like, it was... <laughs> and then she just kind of walks away like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. It perfect. was so good. Such again, See, the show, so far the show is just better. Yes. Yeah. Black female characters getting to do things like with power and agency it's just it's so nice <laughs> it's so nice so nice so nice i love um, it i thought majors really sold that whole scene because i mean you can you can really only do so much with green screen some some of the stuff's gonna look cheesy when you draw fire where yeah. there's no fire it looks silly. <laughs> i don't care how fancy your fire is it's always not no. gonna, it's never gonna look as good as actually just setting a fire but setting a real fire is dangerous and expensive so i get it <laughs> I get it, yeah. But he, like, <laughs> and I think, do you know what it, it was? I think it's because we just watched Juwan. <laughs> and <laughs> we saw all those, like, horrible overactings. And so when, when Jonathan Majors is like, I'm getting tortured, I was like, he looks legit like he's getting tortured. Yeah, that, it looks like that actually hurt. <laughs> yes. when, when, when Letty and Uncle George get shot, I was like, I'd buy that they got shot. They look like they Ooh, got it, shot. And that, that actually hurt me. I was like, girl, you are really, she really played that gunshot. Like, I was. And her freak out afterwards where she was like, I'm not shot, but I'm still messed up about it. Right. And I'm over here like, what did you see? Where did you go? Like, I need her to talk. Did you go to heaven? Were you in hell? Were there demons? I don't know. Whatever she saw freaked her out. Like, that was good. It was good. So good. Um... And then, of course, you know, the the sad final note for how the episode ends is that. I know, Uncle which George isn't in the book. So I was really disappointed. 
I don't wonder if he's going to come back. But. In the book at this point, they're all still alive. And I was like, what? He really died? No. Uncle George. I was hoping that they'd just like fix him like how Letty wasn't really shot. Or she was actually shot, but like, you know. Yeah, well, I guess if you that. I guess if you murder everybody who's got the magic powers, nobody can like undo oh, the bullet time. That's true. Yeah. That's true. And uh, the way that we find out that George is dead, kind of from their faces, because yeah. Letty Letty greets uh Atticus getting out of the house um first, and at this point we don't see Montrose or, or George, and just the first they're really happy to see each other and then they both kind of just start crying and you're like oh yeah like mm-hmm. you, before before you even go into the car and you see see the body you just know yeah you're like know. oh so well and shot. his his grief was so real like like jonathan majors needs to get just like rolls on top of rolls after this like that was so heart-wrenching to watch him like because you know he blames himself mm-hmm. like that he you know what I mean like if he had just like gone looking for his father on his own or like why did I bring George like he you know he he's gonna carry that guilt with him that like my and the uncle who has been like more of a father to him than his actual father you know Mm-hmm. is gone like i was my heart was broken i mean besides the fact that i really liked george like yeah courtney Vance is such a good actor he's such a good actor i love how george in the book is very much more like meek and mild mannered and like this this george was not he's okay i mean like he does say when he's talking to Montrose that like i've kept my mouth shut for too long so like this version of George is like, I'm going to say what I got to say, and I don't care, and I'm going to do whatever I want. Like, I'm speaking up. Like, ugh, bye, Courtney Vance. Or maybe they'll bring him back. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I it hope. is only episode two. Hope. So much has happened for two episodes of the show. It is. <laughs> and that delights me. And we know that they, the power to bring someone back to life is a thing in this universe. It's true. So, so mm-hmm. you never know. Never know. Let's see. Did I get all through all my notes? Oh, I did. I did. Oh, one, I have one that's out of order. I liked kind of the imagery when uh, those white women are like bathing uh, Atticus to get him ready oh, for the ceremony. Yeah. And I was like, like the imagery, like, like a slave going to the block. You know what I mean? Like he's about to be auctioned off. Es- like, especially with Christina fully dressed, sitting down, staring at him while yep. he's in. Staring and at like, watching it happen. It was like, Ugh, yuck. <laughs> 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 I was also intrigued by the fact that like, when William comes to tell them about dinner, she he apologizes to uh, Letitia, and it's like, sorry, it's men only, but Christina gets to be there. She wasn't at dinner. Like, oh, no, you're right. She wasn't at yeah. dinner. So she was banished, <laughs> too. I actually thought burn. there was going to be a scene with Letitia and Christina, but we didn't get that. No, we didn't. We didn't get that, you know. So we, we didn't have that, and I'm like, all right, it's fine. It's like, okay. I didn't need it. It would have been okay. nice, but I didn't need it. No, no, right. Oh, but that also implies that Christina might not be dead. Because if she wasn't allowed at dinner, then she probably wasn't in the ceremony either. Yeah. So, and mm. I think, I think the implication was that you had to have a ring to go into the ceremony. Right. And she didn't get one because, right, which means she mentions the Atticus. He's only getting one because he was born a male. And if she gave She's him the heads up of his, like, 
you should mess up the ceremony somehow, then she probably GTFO'd as soon as she did that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She was like, and they've start doors are closed. I'm sure gonna she, she took her weird I'm calf out. baby weevil and she just got out. I'm just gonna roll out. <laughs> So then we get to see her in later episodes. Yeah. I'm Which sure. I'm still kind of excited. Because even from the like the after trailer, like here's what's coming up like Ugh. in the future sort of thing. Excited. I'm excited because it was all things that have been in the book. So like they're not even spoilers for me. But then it's like that's really clever that even though we know you're going to change things from the book, you don't put in the trailer the things that you change from the book. So it's a surprise to literally everyone, which is also very rare. Again, the show is, is the show is better. It's just it's firing on all cylinders. I'm very pleased with it. Um, I'm I'm glad that we decided to do the recording, so I'll actually watch it weekly. Because <laughs> <laughs> in case we've never said this, the reason we don't do shows is because Cat does not have the attention span. <laughs> really bad i'm really bad at shows especially ones that come out on a weekly basis i don't know right if she can't just binge it one day yeah i'm so pumped i'm gonna be excited i seem extra excited i'm just gonna be excited every week until this series ends i'm so it's glad so that you're reading it and then you can like give me the <laughs> the abridged yeah. because um one of one of one of my friends is reading it uh oh there's a bunch of differences are you gonna read it and i said if i read it I will not watch the show. <laughs> no, so, yeah, no. I'm not allowed I mean, to read it. <laughs> and I'm the complete opposite. Like, I will, I have to read it. Like, I, I can't, knowing that there is a text out there that I can compare, like, I, I, can't, I would not be able to sit through this series if I was not also reading the book or had not already previously, because I'd just be desperate for what the difference <laughs> is. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I promise I'm going to try to keep my like, but here's the difference in the book down to a minimum. I'm going to keep it to like only when I think it's something that's like really significant or further evidence that the show is just better. Because there are a whole lot of like minor changes that they made that are insignificant. So who cares? But so those I keep to myself, but the really big <laughs> ones. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm excited. <laughs> Me too. This is so good. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye.